What's good, everybody? It's your boy, A. Mike Boogie, and this is episode 75 of the EBS Podcast. I'm here with the crew, Obi-Wan. Hello. Ike the Great. Yo. Young Buck. What's up, what's up? Hey, fellas, what's going on? Um, I think it's only right that we should start off with giving our condolences to Chadwick Bozeman's family and saying rest of RIP to him. Uh, for those of you who may not know, uh, we found out yesterday that he died at the age of 43 after a four-year battle with uh, colon cancer. So condolences to his family and, and rest in peace. Anyone rest, else? Rest in peace. Rest in peace. Well, yeah, nah. This one, this one hit a little different, man. This this hit a little different because colon cancer. Uh, in talking to some of my cousins and my sister, and my cousin that's a, actually a urologist, you're supposed to start testing the for colon cancer after 50. Apparently, you oh, start after testing 50. early. Yeah, yeah, you start t- testing early if you have a family history. Yo, he caught this shit at 39. Yeah, yeah. And he was stage three when he found out about that shit. Fuck. He was 43. This shit hits, he was so young. It hits different. Like, in one of my cousin's group chats, I it's bringing out a lot of emotions in people because, you know, I mean, Chad, it's Chadwick Boseman, man. He... He he was Black Panther. Like he he set a movement in the United States and in the world that hadn't been seen since coming to America. Him as Black Panther, right? I mean, Black Panther the movie, yeah, but him as Black Panther was just like something that we hadn't seen in a very long time. And this is hitting everybody because he was the Black Panther because he played a lot of um, icons, st- I- iconic Dang. roles in Jackie movies. Jackie Robinson, right? Yeah, James and Brown. Also also, because he Very was good, young, man, 43. I'm 35. I'm Eight 36. years away. <laughs> this shit is scary as fuck, man. Yeah, no, I, I agree. That's all I got. I agree. It's definitely tough. Uh, it really fucked me up last night when I heard it. Um, and, you know, you guys make fun of me all the time when I start off my podcast by saying, hey, you know, how are you guys doing? How was your week? And, you know, had me thinking, like, you know, there's a reason why I do that. You know, although we talk to each other, sometimes we don't really express what's really going on with each other, you know, on our threads. And it's good to make sure we're checking up on each other and and making sure that we're okay because you just never know. You know what I mean? No one knew that this man who played all these iconic roles was going through what he was going through. You know what I mean? And it should make some people feel shitty about themselves because they were making fun of him um, most recently when he had those pictures of just looking sick. You know what I mean? There were so many rumors about what was going on. I mean, I don't think people were making fun of him. I think they were concerned. Yeah. Uh, I think it was more yeah. of a concern. We definitely, when we definitely did see that, we'd be like, damn, is he all right? Is he sick? And the, the, everybody's yeah. trying to find out, all right, what movie role is this for? You know, yeah, so that we yeah, yeah. our minds aren't going to, oh, he's sick. Like, something's going to happen mm-hmm. to him. Yeah. You're looking for what? And so I know I did that. And when I found out that, you know, he had that new Spike Lee joint, I was like, oh, okay. He did it for a movie. Vietnam War vet. All right, he did it for a movie. Come to find out, no, that's that was his real life, man. So, yeah. Yeah, good. I remember, like, breathing a sigh of relief when I, when I had found out that it was, well, not found out, obviously, like, air quotes, but found out it was for... Uh, that movie, The Five Bloods, I was like, oh yeah, you know, he just getting that skinny for a movie. Because I remember seeing the picture and just was shocked. Because right. on the caption, it was it like, was we scary. Need to him and make sure he's okay. And so I'm like, damn, I hope this nigga's, you know, what I'm saying like 
not in danger. And then it was like, nah, you know, he, he just doing it for a new movie, coming out with a new movie. And then the movie came out, I was like, oh, okay, it makes sense. So he about to bulk back up for Black Panther, you know what I mean? And come back and save the world in 2021. I also think that, you know, he kept it a secret for a reason, though, right? I, I don't think, you know, he wanted people to know, so there's no way that people would have known. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. right. I think just pro- definitely probably as close. I mean, come to find out, he was married. Yeah, you know? I didn't know that either. Uh, you know, so I think definitely just close family and friends, man, but testament to, to the Black man, um, just the strength that he's had to kind of go through everything that he's gone through. And, and you know, somebody was saying something about, you know, just about how um, just his his legacy. Like I said, he's played so many iconic black black uh, people in, in the black community. And then you add on Black Panther. Um, he's just been, with these roles, just been a legendary hero and influence. Uh, to so many black, you know, so young black kids, man. Every people love Black Panther, you know. But oh, Jackie man. Robinson, like we say, Jackie Robinson, James Brown, you know, Thurgood Marshall. These are iconic black men, uh, and he did all of that, you know, in his thirties. He was young when he was doing these things. So, yeah, I mean, I, you know, for me, I got a, I got a little son who uh, is into, you know, action movies like uh, Avengers and Black Panther, and it kind of for me, got me back into action figures. And I was never a big fan of action figures, but when the Black Panther action figure came out, I was like, oh, I have to get this for my son, even to the point where, you know, we bought two, one for him to keep in the box for when he gets older and one for him to play with. And, um, you know, I think it's a big deal for a lot of kids that grew up um, over the last five years that recognize Black Panther as a superhero. And that's who he was for them. You know what I mean? And it's just devastating. I mean, absolutely devastating. And then for me, when I saw that picture with him and Kobe Bryant, I almost cried yesterday, y'all. I ain't even lie. Because, you know, seeing Kobe Bryant pass away and then now this, I'm like, God damn, y'all. Yeah. You know I mean, they they taking away our icons. It's so just... It's tough, man. Yeah. There, there's a video, like, I think it's starting to go viral again, um, of Chadwick Boseman speaking about uh, these two young kids who had terminal cancer. And they like were interviewing him about the kids because they had like had just passed away. Like he had built a relationship with them and he had to walk out. He couldn't finish the interview. And like my my girlfriend was bringing it up to me. She was like, yo, that probably like hit him on a different level because he was going through the same thing. And he was like witnessing his own mortality almost. Yeah. 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 He did Black Panther with colon cancer. Infinity War with colon cancer. Endgame with colon cancer. 21 Bridges, Marshall, and Message to the King, and Captain American Civil War, and Gods of Egypt. And Five yeah. Bloods. <laughs> and Five Bloods. And Five Bloods, yeah. Cancer. Yeah. And, and it's just one of those things that, um, you know, like you said, Kobe, uh, Chadwick, we got to uh, continue to appreciate and protect the black people, um, you know, granted, both of these were tragedies, right? They weren't things that were uh, expected to happen, but there are so many things that are happening in the world that we definitely got to continue to try to protect. Um, there's not a lot of black icons, right? And all the black icons in our life, we've kind of seen them kind of pass away. 
And so, you know, it's something that we definitely need to do to kind of protect, protect them, protect black people. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know much about colon cancer, but listening to my sister and my cousin talk, they were like, when they heard that he had mad surgeries, they said, we, I, I went back to go watch some of those movies to see if I can get a glimpse of a colostomy bag. Apparently, when you have colon cancer, you're supposed to have a colostomy bag. Really? So he did all this shit. He probably had a colostomy bag. Yeah, man. The strength of that man. Iconic. Yeah, he's going to go down forever. Legendary. It's very unfortunate. You know, the good die young. And, you know, whenever you die young, unfortunately, that's when you become iconic. Um, You know, maybe it's for a reason. Maybe so he could be respected and appreciated for an iconic status. Sounds horrible to say, but, you know, that's me looking for the silver lining in this situation. Yeah. And so, again, you know, we want to just send our condolences to his family. Um, we're, we're praying for everybody. And, you know, God bless them. You know, this is tough times. Um, another thing I want to bring up before we get started is, and it seems like this continues to be an, an on cycle, is, is Jacob Blake, you know, a 29-year-old African-American man who was shot by the police on August 23rd. Um, in, in Wisconsin, as he was approaching his car, he was shot in the back. He was shot at seven times, but he was hit in the back four times. And, you know, right now, it's like this is just something that we're hearing every other week. And um, I, I, I don't know, like, how do you guys feel about this, you know, when you guys heard it? Anything? Yeah, I mean, there's there's always that initial shock of like hearing and and even seeing the video of a of another black man being shot. You know what I mean? But it's unfortunate to say I feel like a lot of us, most of us, have have almost become numb to the situation. You, know? you know what I mean? Yeah. It just becomes like oh, another one. You know what I mean? And and it's 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 sad. It's it's unfortunate to think about. But that's what it, I feel like. It's just that's just what it's become. It's just like damn, another one. Where you know what I mean? Like is it is it a new state? Is it a state that we've seen this before? You know what I mean? Like, I don't know, man. It's tough. It's, it's, it's really tough for me because, again, we, we are four black men on this podcast. And, and you know, I don't know if I, I've been through situations where I've been pulled over by the cops, especially when I was younger, a lot of times. And, you know, I guess for me, I might have taken things for granted. But, you know, as a, as a father now, I'm, I'm I say it all the time. I am terrified from when my son gets to the point where he's driving and, you know, he's, he's green around the ears or whatever they say. And this type of stupid shit happens because, I mean, there's no excuse for it, essentially. You know what I mean? There's absolutely no excuse. This man had his kids in the car. He was trying to get into his car and the police officer shot into the car, hitting him close range, you know? And it's like, when will things change? It's frustrating. You know what I mean? It's very frustrating. It is. And, you know, you, see, this is what I didn't want to do, right? <laughs> this, this is what I didn't want to do. Like, I didn't want to get up here on the podcast and have the same conversation that we've had before. I mean, we just had it, what, five episodes ago yeah. with Ahmaud Aubrey. Um like, I, I didn't want to do that. I want to talk about something else, man. I want to stick to the topics. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't want to be sucked into this, this 
pit that we always find ourselves as black people getting sucked into. And it's like, our conversations have to really start being about what do we do moving forward? Like, what do we do to prevent this happening versus what could he have done in the moment? What can we have done in the moment? Like, you know, NBA, for example, like when, when this happened, you know, it affected, it, it impacted some of the NBA teams, right? The Milwaukee Bucks, this happened in their backyard and they're like, nah, we're not going to stand for this. Like we, we're going to, we're not going to stand for this. So what did they decide to do? They decided not to come out. The, they decided not to leave the locker room. And obviously that kind of rolled down and follow suit where, you know, the, the, that day the games were canceled for the, and we're talking about playoffs here. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. This is, this is a big time for NBA fans. NBA just came back. We all excited. We hype, you know, it's the first, first round of the NBA playoffs and we hype and we looking forward to this. And then it's like, this happens. And, and these people kind of walk off and, and it's like, that's impactful because it tells me that they're not thinking about just the moment. They're trying to think about, damn, what do we do going forward? Like, we're not, we're not going to take this anymore. So we're not going to be a part of what they want us to be a part of. We're not just going to be black men that just shuts up and dribble. You know what I mean? We have to be more than that. So. Yeah. I mean, for me, what, what can I say that hasn't already been said, man? Like, over the course of the numerous situations that's happened over history. You know what I'm saying? It's like watching it always brings a different sense of feeling because I was just like, that was trash. I'm very happy and I'm very glad that he's alive. I'm glad that it did not take his life. It sounds like it's taken his legs, but I'm glad it didn't take his life. I'm glad that he has a chance to testify and I'm glad he has a chance at a civil suit, but I'm very worried about how this is going to affect his life going forward with the lies and the bullshit that we know the police departments to do. And that's just, that's just what I'm worried about. Whenever this happens, it's like, yes, damn. But then the after effect is like, how's this going to affect, the people involved and how is this going to affect the world, the country? Because it keeps happening over and over and nothing is fucking changing. They still haven't arrested the people that killed Breonna Taylor. They just put out some bullshit ass news about how her ex-boyfriend got arrested. They named her, got arrested for drug, blah, 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 blah. Like, what the fuck? Like, it's a lot of bullshit. It's just fucking bullshit. And the bullshit really needs to stop. You know, they, they had a march on Washington yesterday, right? People were out in droves. Looks the same as it did 60 years ago. The fuck? Yeah. And, you know, you know, before we, we move forward, I, I just want to say, I know we had a game plan here, and uh, I, I apologize. This whole situation has got me fucked up. And um, honestly, I, I'm just not even thinking straight. You know, it's, it's one thing after another. It's 2020. It just seems like this has been a long ass year. And, and, you know, it's like, when is this going to end? It is one thing after another, after another. But yeah, this is, this whole situation is devastating. Um, and as far as the NBA, I, I, I think we can 
we can dive a little bit deeper about what they're doing. And and Obi Wan, can you can you give us, you know, some backstory on, on what what's going on with the NBA and what they did after this happened and where they are now? I mean, yeah, I just kind of mentioned it, you know, um, Milwaukee, because as I said, this happened in their backyard. They decided to um, boycott and not come out for the playoff game. And when some of the other teams recognized that that's what they were doing, they decided to kind of stand with them. Um, so the Magic, the Lakers, um, Portland, they decided to stand with them and not Clippers. come out. Clippers, yeah, Clippers he- as well. And uh, he, they decided to stand with them and not come out and play those games for the day. So ideally the games were postponed, so to speak. Um, and then, you know, they got together and they had a team meeting. And I'm sitting there thinking, like, all right, the goal of this team meeting is to talk about how long we going to boycott, you know, how long we going to mm-hmm. protest, like how many games are, are we just going to say the season is done? But that's not really what happened from the meeting. <laughs> you know, it seems like there was some folks that was down for it and there were some folks that wasn't down for it. And... I'm not disappointed. Like, I get it. You know, I had this conversation like, oh, the NBA season should have never happened. It's a distraction. I mean, I kind of agree with that, but I also agree. I also believe <laughs> as black people, I don't want to go into work when this shit happens. As, as black people, you, you, you do want to call out, like you feel this, but it is out of the fear that we have that we continue to kind of push forward and all of that, you know? Yeah. So I could, I could look at the NBA and be like, all right, I understand why they decided that they was just going to take one day and then they were going to go back and play. Or I can understand why they decided to go back because it's like, it's still, it's still that fear. Like there's so many different types of fears that we have as black people, not just mm-hmm. being killed, but even the idea of being looked at as someone that doesn't want to go along with the status quo. Yeah. I mean, and I have a soapbox to get on here. So <clears throat> Uh, permission to get on my soapbox uh, before I As start. As he clears I wanna, his throat, <laughs> I, 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 I do want to say shout out to the WNBA. They've been protesting like a motherfucker throughout yeah. the entire ordeal. They they joined arms with their brothers in the NBA in boycotting their games as well. I want to say a shout out to MLB players because they chose to boycott as well, mm. right? I want to say shout out to. Uh, the likes of Naomi Osaka, who boycotted her tennis, tennis? match. Yeah, tennis. Yes. Wow. Who boycotted her tennis match as well. I want to say shout out to NHL players <clears throat> who decided to boycott their games as well. Right? Now, that being said, when this entire thing happened, like, I'm sitting in my, in my house excited. Like, oh, yeah, we here now. Like, the NBA is about to set the world on fire because the entire world watches the NBA. Regardless of where in the country or in the world you are, you watch the NBA, right? So when that happened, I was excited, like, yeah, oh, yeah, shit's about to get active, right? And then to Obi-Wan's point, when he heard that they had a meeting, I was like, oh, yeah, it's about to go down. Come to find out that the meeting was to talk about resuming playing not necessarily though right it was two parts to that meeting it was to decide if they should resume right some some of the team players and teams did not want to move forward but they were going to do it collectively you understand what was the other part um the other part was like we could just walk away from it and be done like i know the lakers and the clippers did not want to do it so it was about playing or not playing i guess my point is it was about playing or not playing 
and not what I expected it to be about. Right. Okay. I expected it to be about solutions. You see what I'm saying? So when that meeting happened, you know, there's, there's always, and you know, before I say this, I hate the fact that there are insiders, quote unquote, sources, snitches, if you may, that get this information out into the world, because without this, I would not have felt away because at the end of the day, they got to a place where we needed them to get to that was going to be for the betterment of, you know, the situation. So you but, feel like you got the information prematurely? Prematurely. I mean, because some of these things don't happen, you know, instantaneously. It's just that I was led to believe that there was a reason behind the boycott. So, I mean, what do we think of the, what do we think of NBA players' next steps? Like, all right, they decide that they're going to resume. Mm-hmm. But how do, how do we think that they handle the situation where, you know, Breonna Taylor's killers haven't been arrested. You know, mm-hmm. uh, Jacob Blake's killers have not been arrested or condemned mm-hmm. for that matter. How how do we think they handle it moving forward as an organization, and, as a players union? But so for I have me, a, oh, okay. go ahead, go ahead, Yumbo. No, I was going to say, so like, I guess my question was, and it's more aligned to what I was saying, was what was the point, right? Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, they, they boycotted for one day one, well, I guess two days, they had a meeting and, and decided, okay, we're going back. And while boycotting is cool, while, while it, it, it gets the job done, what was the goal? You know what I mean? Like, what demands did they have? What, what was, what was, what was the, the idea to bring, to bring awareness to something that the nation was already aware of? Like, I, I understand but what's that. The, what's the goal of, of, of boycotting, um, you know, the, the bus and strike? What's the goal, what do you mean? Of, of, the goal? of marching? I don't, like, there were clear I guess what defined, I'm saying. There were clear defined goals it, with the Montgomery this, bus boycott. Wait, are, are you yes. guys asking legitimate questions? Yes. About what's what, the goal? What no, was the goal? Okay, so, what, no, no, so specifically, what was no, the goal of the NBA? What was their goal? Yes. <laughs> Here's so, my point. My, my point is this, right, before we get into that, is we've seen this before. It may not have come from sports, but we've seen this before. How is it going to change the outcome, right, essentially? You, you guys are doing a, a great fucking job today of staying on topic because <laughs> this is the other, other conversation I want to have. And I don't want to go to that just yet, but I am going to mention it. God damn. Like they didn't know Jacob Blake was going to die. Nope. They didn't know that they weren't going to walk out and play that game. They didn't wait, wait, know. Wait, wait, wait. My, my point is, you know, we're, we're, we're coming down, I think too hard on the NBA players, one, for restarting the NBA, and nope, two, not at all. Not me. two, for not <laughs> having more of a plan moving forward. Because we talk about the bus boycotts. That shit did not run smoothly in the beginning. Not at all. Right? When they were supposed to organize and people were supposed to boycott, they wasn't boycotting. They was riding that damn bus. Yes, like, but... but so but they this, understood the end goal of but, the boycott. And... and, and one of the differences with that is that they elected a leader. They went to MLK and say, we want you to lead this. So there, it's still very early on, although it's not, I think it's still very early on for the NBA and realizing what they're trying to do um, and how they're going to do it to, and, and really trying to find a unified voice that's going to lead them going forward. I think this was a good first step because they, what they show is that they're not afraid to do it. Right. And then to have the NBA kind of support them, they show they don't fear like many of us fear who don't boycott our jobs when this should happen. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I think we're just being, I think we have to 
continue to give it a little bit more time and let it develop and let them really start to have something in place. I think Ike has a rebuttal to that. Yeah, go ahead, Ike. <laughs> Props to them because they got there at the end, right? At the end of the day, they got there. The reason why I am not willing to give them a pass that easily is because George Floyd just happened. Ahmaud Arbery just happened. They know what they want, right? You know what you want. So when you say, I'm not going to play tonight's game, why? Because somebody was killed? Great, but that's not enough. And that's what the message came out as, which had all these fuckity fucks out here saying a whole bunch of dumb shit like, oh, you're not going to play a game because somebody died. No, it's not about that, which it wasn't, but they weren't readily able to, to determine that initially. It's like there was no plan of action. We're going to boycott, and then we're going to make a list of demands. Anybody anywhere that boycotts always has a list of demands. We don't know that they don't have a list of demands. Fucking even kidnapped. It didn't come out initially. That's what I'm saying. That, okay. Exactly. But, so it but didn't come maybe, out initially through the through the uh, grapevines from the sources. All I heard was that no people want to start, some people don't want to start, and the Lakers and the Clippers walked out the meeting. LeBron walked out the meeting. Right. Uh, yeah. Yo. So I I think that um, we have not been privy to what the NBA is going to do moving forward. I think they're in a fantastic position because they can come together and say collectively as a group, we're, we're not going to play, right? We know that they can do that. They're in a great position because it seems like the NBA is standing behind the decisions that they choose to make. And hopefully Absolutely. that means they're going to support the, the, these demands that they're going to have, which I do believe they're going to have demands, and I do believe they're going to put forth demands. I mean, we've seen that, surprisingly, we've seen that from the uh, Baltimore Ravens and, and the uh, NFL. They put out a statement. Shout out to them. Shout yeah. out to them. And so they had clear they put, out, they put out a statement with, but that's also one team. We're talking about an entire mm-hmm. organization so, and, and, where, where there's owners, there's players, and there's executives, and, it, and you have to have a lot more coordination to really bring all of them together, unless and, the players again, are really just going to stand by themselves. In, in my opinion, sometimes goals are defined as you move. And one thing we know about the NBA, they have been leading by an example. I would have never thought in a million years that I would see the Major League Baseball, you know, stepping in line. I would have never thought Hmm. that the NFL would be saying anything. But you know why these these organizations are doing that? Because the NBA is leading the way. Absolutely. You know, Props and, and, and I, I was trying to find the quote, but I could not find the quote. But Doc Rivers says, as as you know, players or whatever, we are not the ones. No, I don't even want to say. Quote, I don't want to. The quote was: "You ask players, you ask professional players questions. You don't ask senators and other leaders." Mm. Amen. Correct. Amen. Amen. Mm. And so we need to keep that in mind. You know what mm. I mean? Shout we out need to Doc to Rivers too. He bodies his his monologue. Shout out to Chris Webber. He bodies his monologue. You know, shout out, shout out to sports. Like sports is, shout I, I, sports. We, right. we, over, we definitely overlook the impact sports has had in history, um, fighting for social justice. I mean, Muhammad you had Ali, Muhammad, Ali, Muhammad Ali, Jabbar. right? You had the nineteen what forty two Olympics. Yeah, um, yeah Kareem Abdul Jabbar. You've had so many people in sports take a stand, and we're, and, and we're definitely seeing that today. And it is, and today, I mean, sports is—it's—it's it's not just on TV; it's on your phone. 
Like it's, it's everywhere. everywhere. Yeah. Like people, people's favorite shows are Sports Center. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're or powerful. their favorite shows are are a is a, a podcast by sports commentators. It's powerful. It's huge. And so it's like, yo, know, is is sports going to be the vessel in which it truly ignites change? In the next hundred years, I guarantee you, an athlete is going to end up being the president of this country. If a celebrity can fucking do it more than once, if <laughs> an actor can fucking do it more than once, absolutely, it's going to happen. Absolutely. It's going to happen. And, and for people like Shut Up and Dribble to say Shut Up and Dribble, fuck you. You they're ain't know what the fuck you were doing but putting a battery in their back. They're afraid of these people, though. They say that shit because they're afraid. They say that shit because they see the they power. They know the power, exactly. That they, that yeah. they have. Hell yeah. All I'm saying is my, my only... I hesitate to say issue, but my only... My only concern of con- yes, con- concern or contention is is that like the the way the NBA rushed to boycott the games, I feel like it speaks to black people overall's rush to to do things without a a, a proper plan. And while that works short term, that does not work man. in the long run. That's and, not fair. So I mean, it's not fair, but I feel like that's what it is because if you look, like, what is the outcome? Th- these niggas is playing again after after three days of boycott. No, they made what? they made demands. That's not that's not good. So 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 wait wait because I might I might be ignorant to the entire situation. Did yeah, they make I demands? Think, From I my understanding, all I didn't hear any. I think we're all ignorant. Demands. Well, you know, yeah. We're gonna boycott and discuss what we want to do. Some niggas want to play. Like like for me, I feel like it's so disrespect not disrespectful, but it's it's like you sitting on the fence for the Milwaukee Bucks to say we're gonna set our game one and have a quote unquote discussion and then walk into that discussion and say turn around and say no nah, we want to finish out the season i, I don't i and don't think we're fully privy to the conversation fair, ahead. Okay. not only that you know while you guys were giving shout outs another person we should give a shout out to is michael jordan and it's true it's ironic you know Nas was just talking about the shit that michael jordan does that we don't recognize that nobody michael knows jordan. right <laughs> yeah and michael yeah. jordan you know he was a big part of this and like i said we still have not fully understood or heard what the goals are and what the plans are but one thing i do know like I'm, I'm going to reiterate that is that the NBA is leading the way they are and they're using their platform. You know, LeBron James, we criticized him about five years ago for not saying certain things. And he's outright saying it now. He's on Twitter saying, fuck this. You know what I mean? He's on, he's saying, I don't want to continue with this, but as collectively they're coming together and they're going to figure it out. We just have to give them time. We do. We do. And I do want to say, we're not being fair. We're not being fair. The same, the same quote that you just quoted, Doc River, saying about asking players, we're, we're asking these athletes to be more than human. As a human, I question my judgments every day when it comes to showing up for work and not showing up for work. Yo, this past week was a tough week. It was a tough week. And there was times where I wanted to hit my boss up and be like, uh, I'm going to just take a, take a personal day. Right? See, now and you there, know why I be asking you and, and there are times, and there are times where we wake up in the morning and we do hit our boss, and we'd be like, "Look, I'm not coming in." It could be because we need a personal day. It could be because you feel sick in your stomach, and you just want to be like, "I, I want to rest. I want to rest." And I think we, when when I think about NBA players, they are humans as well. They may be making billions, but they're humans as well. So they, and and on top of that. They love their motherfucking job. They love their jobs. So they wake up and they want to go out and they want to do their job because they feel there are so many people that depend on them, not just their family, but fans. And they want to go out there and they want to do their job for the fans. And it is not an easy, and and we're making it seem like it's an easy decision. It is not an easy decision to say that I am not going to play this game. 
it's not an easy decision to say that I'm going to sit out the season. There are, in history, people who do and people who don't. There are, in history, people who stand up and speak and then people who kind of sit back and follow. And we can't expect that everybody in the NBA or the whole entire NBA itself are going to be people who do and people who say and people who speak up. We really can't expect that because there's still so many people outside of that organization already doing that. For the record, my criticism is typically what we do to professional athletes. We expect too much perfection. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> they won the game at the end of the day, but along the way, what are we saying? Damn, why you take that three point? Damn, why you ain't just dunk it? Damn, he was open this in the corner. True. That's all this is. That's all this is. They, 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 they got the job done at the end of the day, right? But we're spectators. We're spectating along the way, unfortunately. So we get to critique along the way. But we're props being, to them, period. We're, we're hypercritical. Hypercritical. Hyper-fucking-critical, bro. <laughs> and, and, and now I'll end this conversation with this. To Doc Rivers' point, we are living in a crisis right now, and the Senate and the House can't even come together to give us a, a, a fucking stimulus package while people are suffering. So it ain't that, it ain't that easy to come together and, and put some goals out there. It takes time. And if we're not going to criticize the government for doing what they're supposed to fucking do, I'm damn sure not going to criticize the NBA, who is not a has nothing to do with politics for trying to figure it out. I'm going to say shout out to them for taking the lead and leading by example. Yeah, I mean, Absolutely. Definitely, definitely. But, you know, you, you talk about being critical and, and you, and, and, or criticizing, and me and I the great just definitely said that uh, we're being hypercritical. Uh, I sent y'all a video that I asked y'all to take a look at, and it was – it's an old video. It was Jay-Z, and he was talking about um, why people – hate on title and when i was watching the video i had i thought to myself like damn i've hated on title like i've hated on title but yet we live in a day and age where all of us i know all of us here are trying to support black businesses title is a black business why am i finding reasons why i don't have title right one of the things that i always said was title is too expensive well title is the same price as spotify you know what i mean um now yeah not okay. initially okay. now whatever whatever <laughs> you know one of the, I, i've always said well I, I i've had spotify for a long time i don't want to switch over that mm-hmm. platform in actuality because title wasn't putting out certain music on spotify and apple music mm-hmm. going to title gave you uh access to more music that you want and but then yet, they caved but yeah i had to find every reason to kind of hate on on title and it's like yo as black people that is that is what we do yo we we hate on each other when when there's something that black people are are either up and coming we hate on it lavar ball and the big baller brand we've hated on him ray j when ray j was buying his scooty bike and he got his indestructible glasses like people hate on ray j like as black people we we find every reason why we can't support another black person it seems like in my eyes, that's what it seems like to me, especially those in, in the limelight, especially celebrities when they're trying to do different things. You're like, oh, that ain't gonna work. Nike got shoes. Why well, I need to buy these big baller brands? Uh, Jordan already got Jordans. So, I, I mean, I, I don't know if I can fall in line with that. I don't think it's a quote unquote black thing at all. I think people in general hate. Uh, we are in the black community, so 
we are more privy to, to I guess, quote unquote, black things like Jay-Z and Title. But, you know, white people do the same thing. Asians do this. Everybody does it. We hate. Um, I, I think also when it comes to Title, as we're talking about, there's a convenience factor, right? You know, if you're used to Spotify, you might, you know, some people don't feel comfortable with change. And it could be as simple as that. Like, I like Spotify. I don't feel comfortable, you know, making that change to title just yet. But maybe eventually you will, you know. Ike the Great said it himself. Um, when, when title started off, they were not the same price as title. I mean, uh, Spotify. They were a little bit more expensive. Um, so there's a number of things. I don't want to just say that, you know, as black people, we hate on each other and, you know, that whole that crab in the barrel mentality. I, I, can't, I can't for myself say that. I'm, I'm going to give another example, right? Think about, think about who we got running for president and, and think about who ran for president. When, when Trump ran for president in 2016, white people, they supported this motherfucker. Republic, or even Republicans, they supported him, even though he was a shitty person, right? But black people, we find every reason to tear down a to tear down a black woman because she put black people in jail. While we should criticize her record, right? We don't. We still don't find ways to stand behind black people in a time in which we are looking for ways to support black people. It's ironic. We're fucking contradictions right now. Hmm. I want to answer your question. You ask me a question. I want to answer your question. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Why are we hypercritical? One word. Expectations. Is it? Facts. Black people 100%. expect more from black people. They expect the best. They expect greatness. They expect a whole lot more. When out there in the streets, it sounds like black men are killing black women. Expectations. They're expecting certain things from black women that they're not receiving. So then they speak out against what they're seeing because it's not what they expect to receive. That's why it comes off as being hypercritical. Barack Obama, they were hypercritical about him. They expected him to be the savior of African-Americans yeah, in America. The and the mill. Michael Jordan. They expected him to support black people the same way black people supported him in making his shoe the biggest brand. Jay-Z, they expected him to be doing a whole lot of, you know, philanthropic activities and giving everybody the bag, giving everybody a record deal, making sure everybody's record got pushed out. DMX said it, L. Cool J, everybody that was signed to... Uh, Def, Def Jam, Jam. when, yeah. when Jay-Z yeah. was there, the said they expected some kind of treatment, favorable treatment. It's expectation. Are they wrong for that expectation? It remains to be seen. Everybody has expectations. But you know, where, where does that stem from? Because when White I, man. Well, but see, <laughs> perhaps, right? Indirectly, yeah. because when I think about it, the reason why we have that expectation is, is because if me and Ike the Great go to a conference and we're the only two black people in there, we gonna find each other. We gonna, we gonna seek each other. You know what I mean? It's, it's the idea that if black people, when we see each other, we recognize each other. You know what I mean? When we see each other in this game, in the situation, we recognize and we know that, all right, I got another black man with me to look out for me. 
I got another black woman with me to look out for me. I, I got this. That is that is how it's been with us. So you know what I mean. And so why why does that change when it gets to the level of well, this black person is putting out this, right? This black person is is trying to sell me this, but I already got it from this white person over here. Or I, you know what I mean? So, it changes so that, that we don't re, we don't recognize it at that point. But I want to so take to it that the expectation should the expectation that happens there. Sorry, young buck, this is going to be quick. The expectation that happens there is they expect what the black person is putting out to be better than what the white person already put out. But no, because that's perfect. The title that's... was not better than Spotify, in my opinion. And I have yeah. my list of gripes as to why it wasn't. But mm. that's just my opinion. But see, that's why I want to take your point a different way, right? I feel like we're hypercritical because of expectations of what we've, we've had in the past, right? And, mm-hmm. and, and this is something I've heard uh, Ike specifically gripe on before. And it's that why is it that when we're talking about black businesses, mm-hmm. like, there we go, restaurants, when it comes to things like that, why is it that they are, quote unquote, subpar in performance when, when, uh, when, when, um, added up against uh, their white counterparts, right? Like, not even taking Spotify, because that's, or, or um, whatever, because it's, it's title, because uh, it's Jay-Z, right? But just looking at, at, black, at black businesses in general, right? Why is it that, I feel like we have an expectation for them to be better because they're black, and then we're upset when they're not. But then I guess the, the real question is, why is it that a lot of more times than not, there's always some issue with the black business, right? I've heard stories from each and every one of you of encounters at black businesses where shit happens that if you look at their white counterparts, it's not happening. Like there's no, inst- for, for instance, when A. Mike went to go do his firearms training and shit, why is it that he's going through all this trouble, right, to, to, to find an instructor that is instructing them properly, that is teaching them, that they're actually learning shit from, that they're actually getting their money's worth from, from a black instructor. But if you look at the white counterparts, there isn't that issue. Shit well, goes smoothly. They, they learn it. To, they get their money's worth. To Obi-Wan's point, right? Um, and, and, and Jay-Z actually talks about that in this video. I, I think we don't, you know, as black people, maybe we don't give each other the benefit of the doubt. Um, you know, Nike hasn't always produced great shoes. You know what I mean? Jordan hasn't always produced great shoes. But you know, they were given the benefit of the doubt to figure it out. And I think sometimes we just don't give um, black people the benefit of the doubt to figure these things out as it pertains to the restaurant or as it pertains to title. Jay-Z bought title and are we you just expected to jump on title? Absolutely, yo. I, but, but that's perfect, yo, because Jay-Z did everything for people to get title, right? If you went to Made in America and you signed up for title, you got free shit, right? But my thing is, in a, in, a, in a day and age where we are seeking to support Black, we kind of do it half-assedly. Yeah, I'm going to support this Black. Yes, listen, I'm going to support this Black business, but they better not be up here talking to me anyhow. Or I'm going to support this Black business, but their website better be on point. True. I'm going to support this Black business, but it better be like Spotify because I can do X, Y, and Z. Hell yeah. So, so, so right why not? I'm so it boils back to expectations, so wait, right? But wait, like, what but the wait, fuck? so wait, so fine. We have expectations, but instead of supporting that black business and saying, hey, here are my expectations. This is what I would like for you to do for me to continue to support you. We just say, nah, I ain't going to support you. I'm going to stay with Spotify and I'll come back and check on you in a couple of years. But see, I did that. I can only speak for myself, right? Over and over, there were, there were deals that were out there to try title. 
I did. I kept doing it. But it doesn't give me what I want. For example, curated playlists. Spotify has playlists that change every two to three weeks. If you go on, on fucking title shit, it's the same shit that's been there for years. It's not changing, right? Spotify caches what you're about to do. Caches meaning it stores the data in your memory right, right, about right. what's about to happen later on down the line if I'm listening to a podcast or if I'm listening to a, a playlist. And if I lose service, it will keep going because it's cached. Title, the moment I lose service, it's gone. I appreciate stuff like that because I take public transportation, I'm driving, I'm in tunnels, whatever the case may be. So certain things, there's nuance to what Jay-Z was talking about that he didn't really harp on the nuances. Big Baller brand came out, shoes were $500 a pop. Fuck you, you have not earned that right. Jordan earned no, the right I, I won't, for I won't say that. I won't say Yeezys. that. It's not that he hasn't earned that. the right. The expectation Yeezys is if earned- I... No, but hold no. on. The expectation is if I pay five hundred dollars for my shoes, I want my fucking shoes. That's Niggas that. ain't getting their shoes. I'm gonna say, listen to Jay Z. He ain't. He bought three pairs. That motherfucker ain't getting nothing there. That's the expectation. Pair. Well, okay, that. But Yeezy also earned the right for Yeezys by the blood, sweat, and tears in the years of building his celebrity. Who's Lavar Ball? Who's Lonzo Ball? They ain't did shit for me to want to spend five hundred dollars on your shoes. What happened when to him? Support anything out, black? His shoes. When LeBron first came out, we supported his shoes. His shoes were not five hundred fucking dollars. They OD'd on that shit. And bitches is barely hundred dollars. They capitalizing on the time. They capitalizing on the times. There is nuance to it. I agree with you. I don't want to pay five hundred dollars for some big baller brand shoes because, as far as I'm concerned, they're equivalent to Shaq's. Now, <laughs> how, however, strawberries. Shaq noses is on point. That nigga's tripping. However. Right? The Keeper Lodge ones has been them joints. Okay, However, okay, here right? we go. The Spaldings? Uh, <laughs> Spaldings, right? Spaldings, yeah, Spaldings right? Yeah. <laughs> However, I do feel as though we, we don't accept the, the lack of expectations as we would with something that's non-Black. You know what I mean? We want expectations not just for Black. We do want it for everything. But I feel like we're more likely to accept the lack of expectations from something that is non-black and supported than something that is black, right? Everything well, that's black, everything that's black, and I think we do have to understand that everything that black is that is black is not going to be good and is not always going to be on the level. And I think that instead competition, of, competition makes it that way. But we, but we, we, I, we would do ourselves a better service instead of critiquing it and saying everything that's wrong with it. Maybe we can say in ways in which they can get better, but still try to try to support. So, for one, you buy that you buy one pair of big baller brand shoe and say, "Hey, I want to buy more pairs, but you need to bring your cost down, right?" You you maybe do that free streaming services title, pay for it for one month, and be like, "Look, I want to stay on longer, but you ain't doing X, Y, and Z." Versus, this is a shitty product. Versus you, you ain't you ain't got this, you ain't got that. You five hundred dollars for a shoe, et cetera, et cetera. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I yeah. think I think I agree with Obi One because when Spotify came out, nobody knew what the fuck who the fuck Spotify was, but we jumped on Innovator, it. Innovator, right? non greater. They started this shit though. Did they? they? No, I, I guess you're right. They did, right? But let's talk about some of these uh, European fashions that no one knew who the fuck they were, but they they priced their clothing. 
expensive off jump. When you know when did they ever price? They never had stardom. They didn't go through that blood, sweat, and tears that you talk about that that Kanye West went through. I, I don't know. I don't yeah, know. I can't but speak black to people are always They've running to Gucci. For a and, minute. And, yeah, but you know but who, the difference? Who knew you know, who the fuck Gucci was? But Gucci's charging people five hundred dollars for. But you, for but you know the difference, a Mike. You know the difference, a Mike. When, when you put on a Gucci shirt, if you wear that bitch two days in a row, the fabric ain't gonna come undone. Lonzo yeah. Ball had to had to change his shoes three times in one fucking game. <laughs> yes, but when Gucci <laughs> first came, that's today. Are you kidding me? Listen, that's today. When Gucci first came out, everybody goes through trials and tribulations. And that's how what it know, comes but, down but to. tell me what Gucci went through. You can't really tell me. You're assuming that they probably did. But, but you, you can't. can't but, against, but no, no. You don't know. You, don't know. you got to come with facts on this so, one. There was never a time in Gucci's history where this shit was coming Jordan's, undone like Yeah, balls, Jordan's like shoes was trash in the beginning. I mean, mm-hmm. Nike. Think about Nike and what they went through picking Jordan to be the face of Nike. And, and the shoes they put out when they first came out. It was trash. When so is she- if we go back to the original product, Title, Title was a good product. Title was a good product. It ain't, it ain't, it ain't, it ain't, it ain't, it ain't falling apart it is like good. some big baller brand. Title was a good product. You know what I mean? It just ain't better than the competition. Sorry. Why would I? It would be if black people supported it. If they were five nine, if they were cheaper, maybe then. But you're not comparable to what you're charging. If, if black people Thank supported you. it, it would be. That's cheaper, all it right? is. We gotta. That's all it is. We got. We got. We got to. We got to stick together. Like, come yeah. on. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, we gotta buy black. We yeah, have to buy black. Even if black, if, even if buying black means you buying some shit that's subpar. Yes. Then you go and, and yes. you 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 let them know. Like, listen, you, I want to support you, but your product is not good, and I won't support is, you until your shit is better. Nah. That is the only way. That is the only way they're gonna get better. These these mega you corporations. You just said it yourself. White people are supporting Donald Trump. This nigga ain't putting out good shit, but they support him anyway until he figure it out. And that's He's problematic. Not. Well, that's white people. We not white. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> but we need to be black. Yes. That's my point. Like we, we need we need to support black. We we unconditional do love we, to black people. We do want to support black, but we have do. to do we, we have to do it uh with a little bit more tender love and care. A little bit more TLC. Like let's love on black a little bit more. We we, we shout it out and, and we, we shout out all the great stuff. But even those things that aren't so great that could be better, like we got we need to give it a little bit more TLC. That's what that's just what I believe instead of giving it so much, you know, elbows to the side. Like, come on, man, get your shit together. Come on, get your shit together. I I understand (laughs) that. We've talked about this before, but you know, again, Jay-Z, you gonna tell me you have a music streaming company? I expect better from fucking Jay-Z. That's it. Yeah, but also also be be patient you know what i'm saying like yeah um, these companies they have to go through (laughs) trials and tribulations that's how i look at it and and although i don't have the facts ike the great one thing i know is it takes time (laughs) to get that product to be perfect and it just feels like as as black people the black community we don't we don't show that that love and, and care and patience to allow each other to to figure it out and that's what we need to do you know at the end of the day I support everything black. And that's how it has to be, regardless. Period. I agree. I, I may cast Spotify now because of how they treated Joe Budden. <laughs> and it's all for give, the, me something, and give me something to care about. It's all for the advancement <laughs> of black people. It's not to hate on anybody else. It's just to advance black people and in, in the place that we are in this world. 
You can speak, motherfucker. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I agree. I agree. But uh, so, Young Buck, I know you had a topic here you want to discuss. So yeah. So, so this is a very good. Uh, um, I thought this was a good topic to bring to y'all just to get your perspective on it. Um, so I was I was browsing through my usual <laughs> YouTube playlist of things I listen to, and somebody put up this picture, and it uh, the scenario is as a man and a woman they're engaged now. So this woman has been, they've been together for three years. This woman has been paying bills for them, supporting them. He's a writer. So, you know, he's struggling to like earn money, obviously. Um, she's been paying, supporting him, paying most of the bills around the house, things like that. Um, she had an, op- she, has a, she has a dog. She has an operation for her dog that was super expensive. She couldn't afford it. So in order to afford it, she had to sell something of hers that was a, uh, something of hers that meant a lot that was like considerable value that she used to pay. So uh, her, her man proposes to her and wants her to sign a prenup and she's fine with the prenup. However, come to find out this man is actually like well off. So she didn't say exactly how much money he makes, but uh, essentially he's good enough that they can both retire <laughs> as soon as they get married and live forever. And like, like just live off of that Where money. Where did he get his money from? Um, inheritance. She, she didn't say. Maybe no, she it was did. Inher- inheritance. Oh, she inheritance. Yeah, inheritance. There you go. So yeah. he got a lot of money from inheritance, and he's just like been keeping it on a back burner. So she was. She is upset not because he's making her sign a prenup, but she is upset because she she was first of all she's been supporting and paying all the bills around the house, but then she was also forced to sell something that meant a lot to her, just so she could afford <sighs> to pay for her her uh, her dogs. Um, operation, and I actually wanted to get Obi Wan's perspective on this, just because I know Obi Wan's wife has a quick, quick has question, a dog. Quick question: sure. Does he have access to his inheritance? Yeah, like he has the money. He's just sitting on it. He's just sitting okay. on it, chilling. So I guess the question I'm asking: Who is right and who is wrong in this situation, and why? It ain't her money. <laughs> That's why he pulled out the prenup. This is what I'm going to say. Just tell me you didn't love me when you thought I was a gold hunter. I mean, the way I the way I look at it, yo, it's like I, I, I guess I. <laughs> I don't know what I, the hell you said, but it's right. gold. Was it a herder That's what I said. Or hunter. Gold <laughs> hunter. Damn, whatever it was. But you know what I'm saying. I don't saying. know what you said. I heard hunter. I don't know what you said. <laughs> it was no herders. a goat herder. That's what I said. Goat herder. herder. Got oh, it. Okay. And I would never bother you again. <laughs> Go fuck a goat. But my, my point there is this. I, I, first of all, I see both sides, right? But I think for him is he doesn't want a person to fall in love with him because of his money. So he wants to go through the trials and tribulations of a, of a normal relationship without money. And um, I guess you can see that as like, oh, you, why are you testing me? And then you're lying to me. And who knows what else you could lie about? Because it was four years. But at the same time, if I'm her, I'm thinking like, wow, okay, we went through this whole process together and you had all this money and not once did we reach into that, that money as a safety net and we got through it. So fuck it, let's move on. But from here on out, you need to be clear with me and I need to be able to trust you and we need for me to communicate. And that's how I look at it. I don't think it's a big cool. deal. You know, dog surgery, who gives a fuck? <laughs> well, I mean, she I, cares. But again, not, this, go ahead, sorry. You know, I'm, you, I'm not a dog fan for real, so like, you know who cares? I, but I see, I see both sides. This is why I wanted Obi Wan's perspective, just because I know his wife has a dog, and so I, now I want to know if this motherfucker was loaded and his his wife's dog needed surgery, <laughs> you paying for it? So, <laughs> <laughs> but 
But if they can start with so, right? Answer the question immediately. <laughs> for shit. If if me if if we're dating, and something happens to her dog, it's her dog. She gonna have to pay for that shit. Ain't got nice. shit to do with me. Um, now, if she needs some assistance and she asks me, and I can assist, I'll assist. But I ain't gonna offer up no funds. However, I might offer up funds if I see her selling her couch or her car. I might be like, "Look, I can help you because I don't, I don't want you to sell that." But I'm gonna try to put my "I got money" hat on. Um, you know, I'm a fifth generation Wellington. <laughs> you know, Carnegie Mellon or whatever Carnegie, but um, Rockefeller. But mm. if Rock if I out. if I if I go into a relationship with someone who is not of the same wealth as me it means they don't understand money in the same way that i do i may not want to reveal to them how much wealth i have because i may not want to be taken advantage of right i gotta spend i gotta buy everything i gotta pay for this because i can afford to do it we gotta live this lavish life because i can afford to do it i may want to see how genuine this person actually is in loving me versus loving my money that i may not I may not, you know, come forward and be like, hey, I'm worth this X, Y, Z amount of money. Now, when it comes to a prenup, I for damn sure going to make her sign a prenup because if I'm a grown-ass man and I'm coming into a relationship <laughs> and I got money already, you didn't, you didn't come into that money. You know what I mean? I, I'm, all, I'm definitely of the elk that if I get married, we're going to stay together forever. So what I got, what I, what's mine is yours. However... If we do separate, I don't want the inheritance that's been given to me that I'm going to pass on to my children to solely go to you. That's to me, that doesn't seem right. You, you sign a prenup to kind of protect yourself and the other party in that situation. Um, but so, I can I, I will say that for me moving forward, you know, once I've revealed that I got this money, at the end of the day, as long as I'm taking care of what, I, what needs to be taken care of, I don't see why it's an issue. Right, Safe to say all, we know what side you're on. Right. That, that's all good and gold, right? But this woman took care of him and he let her. Thank you. He came off as a struggling project motherfucker. <laughs> I know it's the word I want to really use. And he let her care for him. She paying the rent, she paying the bills, she paying for the food, she feeding, she doing all these things for him. He's a struggling writer, she's supporting his craft, you know what I'm saying? Probably giving him money to buy fucking notebooks, a pen and a pad. Nigga probably not even a good writer. A pen and a pad. And then, her dog that she loves so much gets sick. And you watch her. The woman that you knew you were going to propose to. Yeah. Right? Because at some, at some point he knew, right? He was like, oh, this chick's taking care of me. Oh, I want her. <laughs> you let her sell a prized possession to save her raggedy ass dog, because I hate dogs. But you let her sell a prized possession to save her raggedy ass dog, money that she would have had if you were pulling your own weight, which you were capable of doing. He's a fuck motherfucker. All I'm going to say is he must have seen the mining in her. The mining? I ain't saying she a gold digger. 
Man. Listen. <laughs> I was like, maybe, 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 maybe. proposed. Maybe, maybe, maybe he recognized that. He's the cold that. digger. Maybe he, he recognized the, that, and he didn't want to, you know. Or it could just be that, you know, he felt that she had to show her work. work and now that she showed her work, that he'll, he'll come know. out. At what, at what, at what extent, though? Like, I feel like motherfuckers is missing the, the, the major point of this situation. And is that this, 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 their whole relationship is founded on a lie. This their is, whole relationship is founded on a fucking lie. You. I'm saying, like, it's if very, you're lying about your finances, what the fuck else are you lying about? How many kids you got? You've been it's married? It's very one-sided. You ain't, proved that, you ain't proved that you can, you can take care of me. I've proved that I can take care of you. Right. Throughout this entire process, not once have you proved that you can take care of me. But that means I, that you can take care of yourself and you're not taking care of yourself and you want me to take care of you. What's going to happen in the future? If, if for one reason or another, you know, we're married, I have a baby, you're going to make me work when you got this money in the bank? I can't fucking trust you. Yeah. Listen, Same. again... Just tell me you didn't love me when you thought I was a goat herder. I mean, <laughs> I, like, seriously, like, you're telling me you're mad because now you found out I got money, but you was okay with it when you thought I was broke. I don't, I don't, yeah. like. Yes, because yes. she thought he was being truthful and they were going to work through it. She's not mad that the nigga has, has money. She's mad and that the nigga lied about it. her back but, to support but if we look on nigga that's been needed. That he's money. chilling. But that money is not something that necessarily comes in like a paycheck. He has to tap into that money and get that money, right? Like tap in, he, the nigga got to go to the mm-hmm. bank and make a fucking withdrawal. It, sure. a, exactly. But like, why if do they that? Can both retire on that shit. Why is she working so hard? He needs yeah. to tap in every now and then. We go circle back to our conversation last episode, 50-50 relationships. This shit ain't 50-50. <laughs> this shit is 100% back. her way. Again, they were this dating. This shit ain't 50-50. They're dating. Hey, they're they're not engaged. We said rela- yeah, relationships, a, not marriage. Uh, relationships. Okay. I, I do want to say I agree with you guys. I be, clearly, we're just playing, <laughs> just playing devil's advocate here. Let me not. Y'all, y'all did a very good job of making us sound, seem like assholes. <laughs> As niggas, what you mean? <laughs> so let me let me clear the air. I don't want anybody to think. I, yeah, I, I agree. Right? When you that go, nigga was wrong as fuck. Okay? I was saying, he lied to her before fucking years. She's definitely okay? wrong. Right? Betrayed her trust. You now. What else he lied about. He didn't have to tell her the dollar amount, but he definitely should have let her know he has a very sizable inheritance that he's going to use to make sure that they are good. And he should have stepped up in those situations where she was struggling. What I do want to talk about, what I do want to talk about, and I feel like we we didn't really get a chance to talk about this the last time it came up, is prenup. And I think at, at, at any point, relationships don't last. People don't marry for love all the time. Sometimes people marry for money. Sometimes people marry for citizenship. Sometimes people marry just because they can have more than one spouse. A prenup is there to kind of protect yourselves. And I think it's something to be considered. Now, I don't think she should necessarily be upset because he said, hey, sign this prenup. I think she should just be upset because he wasn't forthcoming with how wealthy he was. And he wasn't, he wasn't really a good person. He Agreed. didn't help her out. He didn't assist her. And that's why she should really be upset, but not because he's making a sign of prenup. I also Agreed. want to say, if we're talking about prenups, a lot of people act like the prenup is the end all be all. You can fucking counter a fucking prenup because <laughs> it is a fucking contract. So if somebody brings a fucking Fuck contract shit, to you that you don't like, in this example, her, right? She's like, yo, I supported you. Take the prenup, 
go back and look at all the shit that you did for him. Jot that shit down and say, okay, because of X, Y, and Z, if you want to go forward with this marriage proposal, relationship, all that, these are my demands. We got to remember that we can make demands at any given point in time. And the worst that's going to happen is no. But when you hear that no, you know where you stand. Based on how you value yourself, when you hear that no, you know your value, and it's up to you to determine what you want to do with that information. Yeah, I, I think that we should take we should take an episode and really have a real conversation about benefits of of uh, prenup. Yeah, no, I agree because I, yeah. I I think based off of that understanding, I don't think people really understand the definition of a prenup and what it's meant for, and so that might be the reason why people go about it the way they go about it. You know, uh, I don't think people really know you can negotiate a prenup. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. And I don't think at that point know. in time you have to shift your mindset. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. this is what it is. Okay, business time. Let's go. You know what I'm saying? It's like yeah. this is a business. When the prenup comes, it's a business transaction. Emotions got to get out the way. Yeah. But uh, it's safe to say that we believe that the guy was wrong in this in this case. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I you, didn't think, you didn't think Young Buck and I were going to body that the way we did, huh? I, I was saying, a pretty yeah. good job. Yeah, I, I think Ray was pandering. You're like a like motherfucker. A motherfucker. <laughs> and the dog. <laughs> the fucking dog. I hate right. dogs, but the dog. Motherfucker <laughs> <laughs> like Stephen A. Smith. <laughs> right. But uh, <laughs> let's get into our... Our favorite part of the show, the not so rapid fire. Pew, 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 plow, plow, Flash plow. Waterfalls. Yeah, I swear I'd be killing niggas with his, with his shit. <laughs> yeah. So, all right, first off, on not so rapid fire, Flint, Michigan is expected to pay out $600 million to the victim of the water crisis. Ooh. How do we feel about this? About fucking time. Right. I mean, I'm happy. Yeah. It's crazy. They've been dealing with this water crisis for six, seven years, and they only I found out on a, on a technicality. So I'm definitely glad that um, it, it seems like most of the money are going to go to the kids that were affected by this. Um, any money is great money, but I definitely think there should be some legal actions taking place as well. I'm not sure if there's already been in the past, but I would love to see that as well as them getting a settlement. And I want to know, um, along with the six hundred million, are they going to fix the infrastructure and 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 the water issues that they have going on? Well, because if they're just giving about. out money, then there ain't no point, right? That's how it came about because they started changing the system. Okay. And then you know they realized that hold up, there was all these issues, but I hope it's being regulated too. No more shortcuts, that because yeah. that's the issue from the beginning. Niggas was taking shortcuts, but yeah, yeah. I, honestly, I, I think that they done. should they should get a check every year. Literally for the rest of their lives. Yeah, because this is good. This is going to fuck up generations upon generations for families. Right, right. You they might as well just drop the nuclear bomb. Yeah, because I don't even know when they actually officially ended it. Like when? When? I've never. I've never heard that Flint, Michigan, now gets clean water. Right. I thought <laughs> that shit was still point. going on. Um. How do I feel about it? That ain't shit. That ain't shit for the shit they had to deal with. Yeah. You know why? Because Flint, Flint Michigan has a population of 95,000 people. 600 million is only about $6,000. Mm -hmm. How long has this shit been going on for? I'm sure it's been longer than a decade. Long, long, $6,000 uh, worth, I'll tell you that much. It ain't enough. They got to do more. They got to do better. They got to break their back. Shout out to them for, for, for taking a step, but more better be coming. 
Yeah, more better be coming. I agree. Um, the Republican National Convention was this past week. Did any one of y'all watch it? Fuck no. <laughs> I watched that angry lady yelling at the TV <laughs> like she was calling a seance or something. <laughs> so I caught, <laughs> I caught bits and pieces of it all for laughter. Um, I watched most of the what I've watched was at the last the last day of it where Ivanka Trump talked and then Trump talked for a very 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 long ass fucking time. <laughs> I did I did see the meme of uh, Trump's wife looking like a robot when she <laughs> she smiled at somebody walking past and then she quickly cut that smile away. That, that was, was funny. fucking weird. Yeah, <laughs> the, the highlights the highlights of it for me was. We are gonna make America great again, again, again. <laughs> oh, that shit was funny as fuck. Yeah, I don't know where they picked up Mike Pence from, but that <laughs> motherfucker should be a comedian. After Fucking this. Indiana is an where. alien. <laughs> Mike Pence, Mitt Romney are aliens, and y'all like, gonna fight. I, I, I'm cool I feel like now. Mitt Romney has more personality yeah. than Pence. Yo, Pence, no, nothing. Following orders. Yo, I'm I not get gonna nothing. Lie. Mike Pence looked like them weird-ass um, religious niggas that go in the dark room and whip themselves on the back and apologize <laughs> to Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Since they be doing yeah, That's why they got him. <laughs> yeah, that shit look, man. But, you know... All jokes aside, this is uh, kind of scary because from the reports that I've, I've heard about it, it's, there's a strong, strong feeling that Trump really has a chance, even though, you know, Democrats have been doing everything they can do I don't just think, based off of the, the convention. I, I didn't hear that. I, I don't know where the hell you heard that. But no, I, 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 I heard, heard like Biden or Harris. I, yeah, I, I I've, I've heard did. that from a, they say. I, they said what? They, they said, you know, people were really buying into the bullshit that he was saying. And, and, and who? Ooh, let's be honest with let's let's truly be honest about that. The bullshit he said at the RNC is not anything that's been said that has not already been said. The same people that bought into it before are buying into it now. It's not like Absolutely. new people. It's not like new people are buying into it. But that's the point. While people so, are on the fence for voting for Democrats, his the Republican Party is still strong with siding with Donald Trump, and that's what's well, scary. No, they, they, haven't they haven't wavered. Changed. They haven't changed. So, in my opinion, I think some of those individuals that were Republican but voted for Obama are going to vote for, you know... Biden-Harris? Thank you. <laughs> like that. Because, because they've realized that, yo, none of our Republican shits are really being met over here with Trump. Trump is a fucking clown. He's a joke. Or, you know, is, he's not the president that we wanted. Right. So I feel like some of those people are going to vote for Biden. But I also know that it's been a very, very long time since somebody has not been able to repeat as as a president. Yeah, so he Bush, has yeah. that going for him. Bush, Bush one. You know, whether or not people bought into what he said, I think didn't really sway people from before this Republican convention. Um, this scare tactic, I think it was really a big, you know, I remember when Obama did his, he talked about how he was, what he was going to do going into the second term. I mean, Trump mm -hmm. didn't say anything about what he was going to do going into the second term. All he said is, if we, Bullshit, if we lose, right, if we lose, 
this is what Biden is going to do. You're you know, right. get rid of the Care suburbs and the, there's going to be pro. They're going to the bring sheet. in MSM, MS-13s to live in your homes. Yeah. Like, in your neighborhood. <laughs> you know, <laughs> things like that. So to me, any real person that that truly has a brain is not buying into that. You, you know what nigga, I mean? Yeah. You niggas are crazy. We said the same <laughs> shit. No, I when did not, he, when he, yeah, I yes, did not yes. say that. I did not say well, that. Well, mad people well, said it when he when he was running the first time against Hillary. Mad people were saying the same shit. Like these people are not going to buy the shit that the he's saying. The people that said that were the ones that didn't vote. Like I the great. I'm calling your ass out. Yikes. Okay, y'all gonna find out. At the end of the day, <laughs> the RNC was funny as fuck to me. It was. I like seeing the little clips of him fucking lying his ass off, building walls 10 miles a day, and he ain't done nothing more 300, than about... 300,000 miles of wall was built. <laughs> and that's not even true, right? And I'm so, like, hold on. They built that much wall, but we haven't seen anything? Like, we haven't yeah. seen, like, video footage and stuff like that. Yeah. They showed, like, one little yeah. piece of... Hey, hey like, y'all know Trump. Trump would have been at that wall on top of that bitch talking yes. about some, yo, I built this motherfucker. This shit is better than the Great Wall of China. Actually, yeah. he ain't do that. Look. So you should know he's fucking lying to you, but ain't no Republicans listening He still to has him. done more for black people, people than any other president better. since Lincoln. Jesus Christ. <laughs> all right, all right. We spent too much time on that one. So, uh, uh, <laughs> lastly, before we move on, uh, Young Buck, anything to add to that? Nah, everybody hit <laughs> the nail on the proverbial head with that one. <laughs> all right. All right, so not too long ago, Meg Thee Stallion came out recently and admitted that Tory Lane shot her in her foot, specifically her heel. Thoughts, young buck. <laughs> Please, I'm, I'm glad you called me first because as, as, as a man, part of the short nigga coalition, we have officially <laughs> elected to kick this nigga Tory Lanez out of the fucking crew. Okay. This nigga mm. is, is a fucking dumbass. And, you know, at some point, I feel like we need to make this a full topic so I can, I can complete my goddamn rant because I know we don't got time right now. But fuck this nigga, Meg. I hope you have a full recovery. And please, please, please call the detectives and point this nigga big-headed ass out and send his short ass to jail. Yeah, I feel <laughs> like once, once the, all the information comes out, we'll most definitely be able to have a full-blown topic about this conversation. Uh, Obi-Wan? Yeah, that's kind of what I'm waiting for. I mean, I... I the speculation was that he shot her. I don't, I don't really see, she didn't really confirm anything for me. I think it was either she shot herself or he shot her. I just need, I just need more. I need Tori to come out and really kind of say what's going on. And the fact that he's not saying anything to me makes me wonder like, yo, what the hell, yo? What so what can he say? I definitely, he's not even defending himself. You know what I mean? Well, I understand it is an active case, and quite honestly, Meg Thee Stallion shouldn't have said anything, but she was getting killed in yeah, social media, which absolutely. is where she lives, so she felt like she had to say something. I, I definitely do, and that's what I think, and that's what I want. Like, I, I want information to come out so people will stop just speculating and saying stuff, and then making her feel like she got to go out here and continue to defend herself. Like, whether Tory Lane shot her or not, he definitely set her up and put her in a situation that, it seems, it seems that way. It seems he set her up and put her in a situation that she shouldn't be. Absolutely. Hey, Mike. So I'm, I'm going to take another route and I'm going to look at the silver lining here because we don't have enough information. And what I'm going to say is I'm, I'm just thankful as a black man. I'm thankful for all the black men out there that's been showing support to make the style. And I think it's very important that uh, we recognize that because too often we talk about how black men don't support black women. And there was a lot of black men here 
saying that uh, Tory Lanez ain't shit for what he did and showing support to Meg Stallion. So I want to continue that and say I'm, I'm, we should protect our black queens and, you know, continue to protect them. And so, you know, I, I hope Meg is doing better, a lot better. And that shit that Tory did, if it's true, it's just it's disgusting and fucked up. And nigga needs to be at, under the fucking jail. Yeah, at the end of the day, if Tory Lanez did, in fact, shoot Meg the Stallion in her foot in cold motherfucking blood intentionally, it's fuck him forever. Forever. Yeah. Forever. Like, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. I don't care what she said. I don't care. Not unless she told you she killed your mama. <laughs> like, not unless she pulled a ratchet out on you, too. But anything other than that, if it was your emotions, your feelings, you got in your feelings and you shot her in the foot, a woman, so, nah, man, it's fuck you forever, why, bro. Why, man? You got, like, so you're not fucking with Eddie Murphy, then? Because he, he shot Shorty in her pinky toe when they were outside fighting. On the corn. On the why? corn, yeah. Why? <laughs> she put a knife on him, though. And she was definitely bigger than him, anyway. I'm, I'm all about our Second Amendment rights. Was she black? <laughs> Yeah, she yeah. was black. You never Does seen um, Harlem Nights? I was about to say, that's a movie. Oh, that was a movie. Get the fuck out of here. I'm not even talking to you about this shit, man. Man, we're trying to treat... You, you look at you being facetious again. All right, man, we're going to move on to the next topic. Masika. Is that her name? Masika? Masika? I don't even talk about her. Y'all probably saw her. This is a chick that was on IG, Twitter, or whatever, acting like she was kidnapped and saying, showing bruises on her arm, her face, her butt. She showed her butt multiple times. I know. She... Got her on video and said she had been kidnapped and she was trying to use that as a way to um, promote, you know, the knowledge and about sex trafficking. She was promoting, uh, I guess it's the Rose organization. Yeah, um, Rose. Yep. That I guess, you know, they're involved in bringing to light sex trafficking. Uh, and she happened to be doing a movie and, and it's something that she says she is really passionate about and she decided to do this dumbass video. Can, can we get the jokes off for a second, please? Yeah, that, so, that... so real quick, just to finish that. So she made this video acting like she was kidnapped. She wasn't really ki kidnapped. In her caption, she said, uh, donate to my OnlyFans. Only and fans. the Rose Organization has since come out and condemned her for her actions. She said that she was doing it for awareness, but it really looked like she was doing it for her own thoughts. So, hey, Mike, what's up, man? Um, and, and just to add to that, she, they did have a meeting where she clarified and apologized and the head of the Rose organization apologized back to her. But I want to get some jokes off. That shit was terrible. Ain't nobody oh. even believed that she was being kidnapped in the first place. And she is dumb as fuck. Who thought that was a good idea? And who, if she has a team, she should fire her entire team for letting her do, put that video out. It was just in, done in poor taste. It was disgusting. Like, there's, there's no way to be joking about being kidnapped and sex yeah. trafficking. It's not funny. It's not funny at all. I was concerned at first. When I saw it, I like, I really, my human side, stop, pause, concern, is this real? So you, Why do you have your bra and panties and on? And the first thing you're going to do is go Why on Why do you keep showing your ass? They didn't take your phone? Of course, I said initially, right? Because I'm a, I'm a, I, I'm a caring person. My first thought is like, oh my God, this lady's in trouble. Oh, what's going to happen? And then my brain started working. You see what I'm saying? I was like, yo, what the fuck? Yo, this is trash. What was my comment in the group chat? Fuck her forever, Obi-Wan. Yeah, I'm just surprised how uh, insensitive. You don't typically see women make mistakes like this when some, with something as 
like serious. rape. You know what I mean? Yeah. They seem to have a better understanding of rape than men. I could see men making a joke about this. I don't typically, you don't typically see women making a joke about this. You know, she put out another video after this where she was sitting down in her robe and she was talking about how she's doing a movie role and she wanted to bring attention. And that was a much more effective video. Like she could have did, she could have brought awareness without actually playing a joke. That's really what it was, like playing this joke, this game. And to me, I just for the life of me just don't understand uh, what the hell she was thinking or why she would even think that would be the way to bring awareness, attention to something. Just go out there, speak about what you want to speak about. Shout out the organizations that are doing it. For rape, that's enough. Like that is enough for sex sex trafficking. That is enough. You don't, you don't need no ploy. You don't have to uh, right. You don't have to. Uh, you don't need a ploy. You don't have to be. You know. And and to me, it was really, I think, a selfish thing. Like you said, she was in her bra and panties. She kept showing her ass. Like mm-hmm. I, to me, it definitely was all all fake and for her own fame and notoriety. Was she holding the? Ca- did she have like a camera prop to hold it up, or or was somebody recording? Because that person should be called out too. Because nah, if I got I a team of people, I need like to. A- a tripod or something? Yeah, I think she had a tripod. Oh, okay. She just put it up on, on yeah, something. Yeah, that, that shit was bad. It was terrible. And, Disgusting. Um, I don't know if you guys heard. She also got released from her role. Like, you know, she's losing money because of I didn't know. What the fuck was she thinking? Yeah, yeah. Good for her. All right. Do we have anything else for Rapid Fire? I think that's it, right? Yeah, we got we got one more. We're going to talk about that. Um... We, we got time? Are we, we good on time before we jump into it? Yeah, we good for one more. Okay. All right, so we're going we to, you know, and, uh, we put up an IG post. We're going to talk about it. Um, one of our typical Talk To Me Tuesday posts where uh, one of our listeners was talking about how uh, sometimes she feels like her fiancé is very passive and he doesn't fulfill, his desi- uh, doesn't fulfill her desire of, like, a traditional strong leader. And, you know, she's looking and she's like, She's looking for somebody to be masculine or whatever. And so she asks this question. She says, how can I ask him to work on, on, on being more masculine without offending him? You know, um, she says, you know, what can I do as a woman to kind of bring that energy out of him? And I'm sitting there thinking, like, you want him to be more masculine? What the hell does that mean? Like, what the fuck does that mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So... so- Go ahead, Ike. <laughs> I was going to say, from what I remember, uh, she couldn't even define what that was. Yeah. So in my mind, she's going to have to define what she means by masculine. Like, everybody has a definition of what a man is. I had one woman tell me what, her, what she thought her definition of a man was, and I took offense to it, but I was like, I can't be a man for you. Like, <laughs> you have a warped sense of what a man is, in my opinion. Go find that somewhere else, because it ain't me. Yeah. And you know what? That 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 perfectly aligns with with what I was gonna say is that since so you might have to leave him, because you gotta understand that like every every man is different. Every man's understanding and idea of a man of manhood is different. You know what I mean? I like to like I, I I've I've told women I've been with before my leadership style is to lead from the back. If I'm okay with the direction right. we're going, and I ain't gonna say shit. You know what I mean? Right. It's passive, and that's not for everybody. So ooh, you might just he might not be the man for you, sis. You might have to just go somewhere else. Right. I think the the big the, the issue for me here is that she's she's saying that all men come with a certain level of masculinity, right? And there's no and it's not like masculine is 
being big and strong. Masculine is having a deep voice. Masculine is having sex for one hour. It's just masculinity. Yeah, she didn't define it. And the thing is, people are not like that. You know what I mean? That's too many Tyler Perry movies. And so for me, it's like, what is it that you want? And does he have that? If he doesn't have that, then it's not that he's not masculine enough. He just doesn't have the qualities that you're looking for. And you need to move on. Or you need to express it to him and see if he can change. You just need to be able to define the qualities that you're looking for. And we should try to get away. And, and, and as men, we do it too. Oh, she wasn't feminine enough for me. What does that mean? Right? She didn't dress like, she didn't wear dresses and you wanted her to wear dresses? I don't, I don't know. So we have to kind of get away from this. They're not masculine enough. They're not feminine enough. Do they have the characteristics that you're looking for or not? And if not, keep it moving. Yeah, I, I think one thing we have to do is understand the definition of the things that you're requiring. Um, don't, don't put a post out there and you don't even know how to describe what the fuck you're looking for. But two, why are you even putting this shit out on, on, on social media for like, why are you looking for people you don't know to, to give you the direction that you need? Well, since you're asking, what I would say is go communicate with that man, talk to him, because if you don't talk to him, then you're just going to find yourself in a situation that you don't want. So go talk to him. But I, I mean, this is to me, it's, it's ridiculous. Um, she needs to understand what she wants and be able to articulate that. And, you know, that's yeah. just that. Yeah, because masculine is. You got to be specific. Fuck all those generalizations and categorizations, right? It's like, I need a man that I want you to be able to do X, Y, and Z. Don't say masculine because there are some men you say masculine to. He's like, oh, you want me to beat your ass? Not to be facetious about it, but there are some men that think that's masculine. You want me to cheat on you? That's or what real men do. Aggression. You want me to choke? You want me to choke? Yeah. We heard, we heard what Drea said. Let's, let's be clear. Let's just be clear in what we're trying to uh, ask of each other. That's all I'm saying. Absolutely. But I also think that she should find a clear understanding of, of her version of masculinity so she can communicate it to this man so he could turn around and tell her that she's tripping and she needs yeah. to leave. She don't know what she wants. That's okay. That's okay. But, okay, we're not going to say all that. She well, I mean, she doesn't. No, she she, she couldn't express it. it. She, 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 she clearly said that. Yeah, she yeah, she, she couldn't express it because she she may get somebody that's masculine by their de- definition, and it's not what she's looking for, and it's either too much for her or still not enough. And and I think we can dive into a deeper conversation with this at another date, as far as like. I don't, actually, I'm not going to get into it, but yeah, we could definitely dive into a whole nother conversation with this at another point. Yeah, I, I agree. That's definitely a good topic to have. All right. So, uh, I the great. We done with uh, not so rapid fire. Yeah, man. Do we got shout outs? Shout outs. Shout outs. Um, yeah, man. Like I, I, I got some shout outs. Uh, the first shout out that I want to do is um, shout out. Vanity Fair did a a cover where they um, featured Brianna Taylor, and um, two of the people that were part of that was Amy Sherrard and uh, Tenehisi. Um, Gosh, what's her name? Tanahisi Coates. Um, and uh, they she did the uh, Obama Michelle Obama painting. Right. So they did a cover on 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 Breonna Taylor. And so bringing more awareness to what's going on with her issue. So shout out to Vanity Fair, shout out to Amy Sherrod, shout out to Tanahisi Coates. I hope I said her name correctly. Uh, it's definitely something to, to check out. Um, and and take a look at and and definitely dope for continuing to bring more awareness to the situation that's happening with um, Breonna Taylor. 
uh, being murdered and her murderer still not being um, arrested. Oh, and I got another one. Uh, shout out this little kid, eight-year-old boy named Brandon Miller, who uh, did a video. And <laughs> I should did y'all listen to this video? I'm, I'm gonna see if I can play it for y'all because the video was like the way he kind of says "sweetheart." You would have thought he was like a little grown man. I'm about to pull it up now, and I'm about to play it for y'all. So hold on, give me a second, my bad. I'm sorry, I ain't got it up. All right, here you go. Here you go. Did y'all hear that? No. Y'all can't hear it? It's not loud enough. Uh, hold on, I'm going to play it again. Anyway, check out the video. Shout out, shout out, uh, little Brandon Miller for having swag. Because of this, he was able to get himself in a in a commercial. So I just want to shout him out. You know, this might be a sign of things for him to come in the future. Okay, that's all I got. I got I got a couple shout outs. Um, <clears throat> and this shout out was actually brought up because of the conversation we had about, uh, um, you know, I guess essentially supporting black businesses. Um, and so I want to shout out to Cobra Cafe, which is on East 4th Avenue in Baltimore. Uh, me and my wife and my son, we go there every Sunday. Um, they, they are a cafe. They give breakfast and coffee and stuff like that. Uh, the owner is a black man uh, from the islands. And, you know, he makes a point to know everybody's name. Every time my son comes in there, he gives him a nice little uh, beignet or donut or whatever, uh, for, you know, free of charge. And he he communicates with us. So shout out to to him and his his company for what they do. Um, my second shout out, and I've done this before, goes out to HBCUs again, uh, especially with the passing of, of Chadwick, who who went to Howard University, and then um, with Kamala Harris, who is the the VP now for for the Democratic Party. Um, as as someone who comes from a historically black college, we are doing major things and i just want that to be recognized on our platform so shout out to hbcus to continue to produce uh amazing black men and women so shout out cool um i guess i'll give a shout out <clears throat> to chadwick bozeman himself shout out to this man for being able to produce all of these wonderful last films but not only that being able to do that while also battling stage three colon cancer your real life superhero, man. Right. Facts, facts, facts. R.I.P. And I want to shout out Alicia Bowler Davis, who has been appointed as Amazon Senior Vice President of Global Customer Fulfillment. Mm, she that. is the first Black woman Senior Vice President at Amazon. So shout out to her. That's dope. That's dope. Yeah. So I guess that's it for shout outs. User, take us out. Yeah. Um, so before we wrap this up, just a few things. Uh, we have all, all of us, created our own uh, individual IG pages. So please don't uh, be afraid to holler at us and ask us questions. We will personally answer them. Um, mine is a Mike Boogie. So hit me up if you got some questions. I'll be there to respond. The rest of you guys, you want to put your names out there? 
Mine is Ike the Great. Great is G R and the letter eight. I mean, the number eight. The letter eight. <laughs> <laughs> the number eight. Ike the Great, the number eight. I K E T H E G R eight. Yeah, y'all know what it is. Find me on IG. <laughs> the entire. Oh. <laughs> Yo, that's how people do it, though, right? Yeah. That's how, that's in, how in, they in do it. In the early 2000s, in right. the early 2000s, baby. Right, Wayne. This is hilarious. Nah, but Obi-Wan, O underscore underscore B underscore one, O-N-E. To all our listeners that want to follow the best person on the EBS podcast, you can find me at the name Youngbuck underscore EBS podcast. And yeah, I'm pretty awesome. sure A Mike got some underscores in there that he didn't. Yeah, mention. I was about to right. come back and <laughs> say mine. Mine is A underscore Mike underscore Boogie. So yeah, hit us up and don't forget to follow our our EBS page as well. Um, and you know we're on SoundCloud, we're on Spotify, Google Play. Yeah. Um, yeah. So check us out. Um, Live podcast coming to a theater near you. And last time listeners. And um, I don't know if we want to make an announcement, um, but I think we, we should because you know, there's a lot of listeners who listen to this podcast for a, a particular person. Well, uh, next few podcasts will be without our our great one, Ike the Great, who's going on a sabbatical for a little bit. Uh, so yeah, so shout out to him and that journey, and we look forward to you coming back. So we definitely going to have a few good guests coming here. Um, in the next few episodes. Yeah, so, yeah. absolutely. Shout out to Ike the Great. Your presence will be missed. You're misogynistic <laughs> and feminist. Uh, Your multiple personalities, I guess, right? And, and racist. <laughs> yeah. Racist <laughs> to black people, for there sure. Will be, yeah. there misogynist, will be feminist, Uncle Ike. I'm all of these things. How can I possibly be all these people in one? Yeah. I oh, I just I just remembered there was another shout out that I had and um, that was for City First Bank and for Broadway Federal Bank oh, coming for, together, their, right? for their merger to become yeah. the largest black bank um, in the country. And that's fantastic. Like their worth now is has their assets has hugely grown, which is going to impact anybody um, mm. that wants to be a part of this bank. So those of you City First Bank, Broadway, Broadway Federal Bank. Find out where they are. Find out if they're near you. If they're not, see if you can still uh, get on board with them. I'm definitely going to look at doing that, but shout out to them. Yeah, next time do, do that during shout outs. Okay, anyway. So, <laughs> thanks for listening, ladies and gentlemen. This is the EBS Podcast, episode 75. Oh, and another thing. <laughs> and we're out. <laughs> Peace.